Assalamu alaikum. Hi guys, my name is Amina and welcome to another episode of Learn Islam podcast. This podcast is where you will find information, discussions and enlightenment that will hopefully widen and deepen your knowledge of Islam, inshallah. In this episode, let us listen to Deputy Mufti Ustaz Dr. Hanan Hassan as he shares more on the topic of mental health and mental health awareness within the scope of Islam. What are some of the stigma and stereotype we can correct, not only from the public out there, but also from within ourselves? My beloved hosts and fellow speakers, viewers, brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi ta'ala wabarakatuh. It is indeed unique uh, as we meet uh, over Zoom. Uh, it's, it is really an unprecedented. I believe that this is the first uh, ideal knowledge retreat uh, which is done in this way. And I, I suspect that this will be the new norms as we move forward. And uh, we will have to deal with this new situation. Let me begin with with a statement um, it was once said that psychology has first lost its soul and now it has lost its mind uh, first it has lost its soul and now it has lost its mind in fact later another American psychologist said that it has also then lost its consciousness and what is left is its behavior. The reason they say this is because psychology, as the term suggests, psyche, science of the psyche, science of the soul, whatever it means, when it started, it started by philosophers discussing the spiritual reality of human being, namely the soul. But then, as we moved ahead in the modern time, psychology has been reduced from dealing with self, the soul. It started to deal with the mind, the cognitive part of human being. Uh, but then later, especially during the early 20th century, uh, often attributed to the psychology Watson, when he introduced um, the term science of behavior. Uh, then, psychologists started to focus on behavior because it's easier to monitor and observe and to measure as, as compared to the mind, much less the soul. And here came the, the term psychology has first lost its soul, then it lost its mind. And in fact, as I mentioned earlier, another American uh, psychologist said, uh, Woodworth, it has lost its consciousness and what is left is behavior. What it means is that when psychology, when human, the essence of human, our soul, our self, and we use these terms interchangeably, has been reduced to the outer aspect of our humanity, namely behavior. It has been reduced all in the search to be, to be named as scientific discipline. So you, you, you'll have uh, physiologists, uh, biologists who joined uh, and started do, to do uh, experiment on human being, and it has been reduced to, to behavior. 
So that's how psychology has lost its, its mind. And then it lost its, its consciousness and it, it was reduced to, uh, to the behavior. The reason I raise this point is that on the one hand, some has detached body from mind simply because it's difficult to understand, difficult to measure, and probably difficult to project the self, the inner self, we reduce ourselves to, to the behavior. And that is, to me, one fallacy. And I think uh, some of this behavior, some of this attitude is still, I wouldn't say quite prevalent, but uh, some are still practiced. Or what I, I would argue that uh, this over-medicalization where we, where, where we tend to medicalize, we tend to see mental health, we tend to see psychological issues as medical phenomenon, medical reality, and therefore treated the med medically, giving drugs uh, to, to manage our hormones and so, so forth. Now, we are not saying that that is not important. But to separate and detach body from from the soul it's detaching ourselves from our essence but on the other hand on the other hand we have those who in dealing with human psychology we deal only with the spirituality aspect the inner, the, the inner aspect of us and hence we have also reduced ourselves to soul spirit and we, we have ignored the physical, the bodily aspect of our, our spirituality. That is no less secular. Secularity is not just about separating the world from the Akhirah. It is equally secular when we, we separate the Akhirah from the world. When we focus ourselves on the Akhirah and we ignore the world. Or when we detach spirituality from the bodily aspect of our human being. That is no less secular. So what I intend to do today is really to talk, you, just two main points. Uh, you, you just have to remember these two points. One is on the wholeness of human spirituality. We need to see human spirituality in its wholeness, as well as its sacredness and holiness. That's one. Secondly, because because we need to understand human being in its whole wholeness, the different parts, the different faculties of, our, uh, of us. We also need to learn how to balance the different parts of our spirituality. Now, how do we strike that balance? So, my first point is appreciating the wholeness of our spirituality. And secondly, the need to balance this spirituality. Here, I want to focus on the spiritual aspect of us. We are not here talking about the, the, the bodily aspect. I think it is important. Our hormones, how, the, how the, 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 the chemical works in our body, that is very crucial. That is very important to understand. And we cannot simply ignore that. So, when, when we are faced with mental challenge, distress, or whatsoever, just doing solid prayer, will not help solve the problem. However, good intention is. Yeah? So it's not just through solat and prayer that we will solve our mental 
challenge. We need to be holistic. We need to, to understand uh, how, how our soul operates. Yeah. But here I'm, I'm focusing more on the, 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 the inner part ourselves, the, the, the spiritual part of, of human being. And here, therefore, the title is Wholeness of Human Spirituality. Now, the essence, the, 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 the spiritual aspect of human being, of us, provides direction and purpose. Now, it, it gives us that purpose. We will all face with difficulties. And now COVID. And later, probably Dr. Radha will share even more of such cases. This is a norm. This, just like you and I, we often probably uh, experience fever and all the different illness. So similarly, we must see mental health, mental illness as normal, as just like our other bodily diseases. Yeah? But the importance of the, the, inner, the inner self, the inner self provides that direction and purpose. Yeah? Now, I'm going to share with you these terms used in the Quran. I, I, I will not be able to, uh, to talk into detail. This is the whole chapter, one chapter of my thesis, so I shall not bore you the details of this. But Quran uses these four terms and a few other terms, but I will just focus on these four terms. Yeah? One is the word Qalba. Secondly is the word Aqal. Um, uh, Thirdly, we often hear the word nafs or nafsu, and then the word roh. Yeah? Now, these are the four aspects or the four faculties of human spirituality. These are terms used by the Quran. They refer to uh, meanings which I do not intend to go into detail because it's too uh, a bit complex, but just some allusion to some of this. And these are faculties. These are the spiritual faculties. Ourselves are endowed. Allah created this in ourselves. Now, first is the word qalba. Now, usually qalba refers to the idea of intuition. You, 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 you can feel this, right? Eh? That, that, that ilham, that certain illumination that you experience. And Al-Ghazali talked about this in great detail. So the, the, your aspect where, where, you, you, where you receive certain intuition and illumination, where you sense something, even sometimes the, 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 the akal may not be able to, to comprehend. And the sense, you know, where you sense something. So this is the function of the cult. This is the faculty, one faculty of our, our soul, our self, uh, the self opposed as, as a cult. This one. Secondly, al now, I'm, I'm referring this the, to, to the inner perspective because all this will have, you know, the, the idea of duality, all this will have the physical aspect as well as the, the spiritual aspect. For, for example, the cup may refer to that clot of blood, right, the, 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 the heart, but here I'm focusing on the spiritual meaning of all these terms here. Akal is a word used when, when our self involves, engages in intellection, in in rationalizing something, in trying to comprehend and apprehend a certain, a certain meaning. So that is that same reality, that is the same Hanan, the same Fakhrul Razi, the same Dr. Radia, the same insight. Sometimes operating as a cult, sometimes operating 
as an apple trying to understand something. Yeah. Thirdly, the nerves. The nerves is where this is where the anger and appetite. And there are degrees. We, our nerves also goes through with certain stations. You know? we, we, we probably must have heard about the idea of a nafs al-lawama, the nafs that always reminds us of, uh, of uh, the good thing or the bad things. Uh, nafs al-mutma'inna, the nafs that is in tranquility uh, when, when we, we, we achieve certain degree of happiness and satisfaction and tranquility, the sakina. And this is the thing we always ask Allah SWT to provide us the sakina. Allah says in, 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 in one verse, Allah SWT, it is He who gives you that sakina, that tranquility. In the, in the hearts of mu'minin. Yeah? So that is the, the, the nafs. And the nafs, you know, they fluctuates. You know, sometimes the nafs asks you to do bad things. Fourthly is the roh. Roh is when we are in a neutral state. Yeah? If, if I can give an analogy, although it, this may be a simplistic analogy. Imagine if when we are sleeping, when our self is in its neutral state, and when we are still living, obviously, unless the roh is taken out, then that is our roh at its neutral, at its parking mode. Yeah? And roh is the cause of life. Because of that roh, Inserted in our body, we are living being. So roh gives life. So I, I mentioned this like candle and light. If the roh is the candle, and then the candle gives light, and light is the life. Yeah? Now these are the terms used in the Quran Karim. These are not separate independent realities. These are qualities and faculties of the same one reality. Namely, our self. Okay? Namely, our roh. But then this roh operates in different ways. Sometimes it, is engage, uh, sometimes it engages in intellection and rationality. So that is the akal. Sometimes uh, it, it engages in that feeling, intuition, illumination. That is called. And sometimes it, it, it engages in this anger and appetite, and nasulawama, nasulotmine, and so, so forth. But it is the same reality. So in other words, when we want to address some of our spiritual and mental challenge, we cannot only address one part, meaning just only focus on the cognitive aspect, for example, on the akal. Nor can we focus only on the spiritual aspect, namely only the kalba. We need to see this in its wholeness. And we need to understand that these are divine faculties. These are faculties created by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And these are divinely given to us. So we must be able to, uh, to appreciate this in its holiness and we must be able to appreciate this in its wholeness. And we cannot ignore one and only focus on, on, on the other. So that's, that's the first point I wish to make. We must acknowledge, we, we recognize that ourselves is a, is a complex being, our spiritual being is, is a one complex reality. It operates, it engages in different ways and it goes through certain stations or what we call ahwal uh, or certain, state, uh, certain uh, no, uh, challenges. Yeah? If I can move to the next slide. You mean the, the four faculties I mentioned earlier. 
it's, it's our one soul. And the state of soul is always in the consonant of, uh, it fluctuates and in a constellation. Meaning sometimes, this is just like Iman, we know. Al-Iman, Yazid, Wengkus. Our Iman goes up and down. So similarly, our Akal, our Kol, our Nafs, they also experience this fluctuation, constellation, ups and downs, like, like a graph. This is normal. Yeah? And there are many aspects that influence this, you know, the, the ups and downs, the fluctuation of ourselves. So therefore, we cannot just understand ourselves only from the medical aspect, the psychiatric aspect, uh, the hormones and so forth. We also need to understand the culture, how our culture context also color and shape our inner self. And then the different parts in ourselves. I've mentioned uh, those four, the Kolb, Akar, Roh, and Nafs. We need to understand at a certain point whether it is more of a Akar issue, it's more of a cognitive, so therefore probably we, we, we resort to cognitive behavior therapies, the CBT, or it's more of the, the Roh, you know, the, 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 the trust, the belief, the Iman uh, in, in something divine. Yeah? Uh, or it is you know, the, 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 the inner self, the anger, the, 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 the appetite inside. So we need to understand this. We do not have the time here to, to, to analyze every single thing, but my point is recognize these different faculties in us. And in to, be, to be holistic in our treatment, we must consider all these faculties in ourselves. And we need to understand this. So therefore, I've mentioned earlier, while a solar is really a good treatment, but solar prayer alone is not sufficient. Yeah? We cannot resort only to doing a prayer and doa. Yes, we must doa, we must Allah, ask Allah SWT. But that alone is not sufficient. Because Allah created us with all these faculties. The bodily aspect and the spiritual aspect of us. And even the spiritual aspect has its different faculties I've mentioned earlier. Yeah? So that's my first point. Now is the second point. And therefore, we need to strike the balance. We need to understand and how do we strike the balance. And that balance, the idea of balance or al-mizan, or we can also use the word al-qist, or for that matter, al-adl, justice, putting things at the right place. The idea of al-adl is about, justice is about knowing to put things at their proper places. Yeah? So when, we do, when do we focus on the roh, when we give high dosage on the akal, when do you deal with the nafs, and so on and so forth? This requires that delicate balance. And this requires knowledge of where we are in ourself, in our spiritual needs. No? Earlier, the, 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 the graph I mentioned earlier. Yeah? So balance is really a key concept in Al-Quran. And, and here I'm giving just one example. Uh, three verses in Ar-Rahman, one of my favorite surah. Ar-Rahman, Allah al-Quran, Khalaq al-Insan. Very beautiful. Allah describes him as the most merciful Ar-Rahman. Now in verse 7 to 9, 7, 8, 9, yeah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, wa wa mizan Brothers and sisters in Islam, see how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala repeated a mizan three times. Mizan is the balance, is the weighing machine. Yeah? 
And he repeated it three times in three consecutive ayah, in three consecutive verses. We know that repetition is one of the biggest sin in writing. You know, you don't repeat something and that, that, that is really a, a, a serious mistake in writing. Allah doesn't have anything unnecessary in the Quran Karim. He doesn't repeat things for nothing, for no purpose. So here, Allah does not only repeat the word Al-Mizan, but He repeats it in three consecutive verses. And the heaven, He raised and imposed the balance. Right? That you shall not transgress this Mizan. Don't transgress this balance that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instructed us, wazna bil And establish weight in justice and do not make deficient the balance. Don't spoil the balance. So those four aspects I've mentioned earlier, the four faculties of our self. We need to be able to strike the balance. And it is not just the spiritual aspect, but also the, the physical aspect, the body aspect. The, 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 the hormones, the, the physiology of our body, uh, all, all, all the necessary uh, medication that we need, to, uh, we need to take, that must be part of dealing with, with this. And this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is what Al-Islam teaches us. And if you look at our legal system, we talk about maqasid shari'ah, the, the higher purpose, the higher purpose of sharia is to protect all this. You know? The aql, the nafs, the bodily aspect of ourselves, uh, the economy, our physical self. These are all protected under sharia. Yeah. And anything that we do, whatever rituals that we do, if they are against, if they are not protecting these essential parts of us, that cannot be a sharia. And why the reason uh, 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 khamar uh, is, is haram, liquor, alcohol is haram, because it causes the disbalance, the loss of balance in our aql, physically as well as the, the spiritual aspect. I want to end here briefly. Uh, I, I, will, I look forward to your, your, your reactions uh, and then we can discuss further. And Dr. Radia, I'm sure, will, will pick up this uh, uh, also in, 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 in her presentation. And I want to conclude by re-emphasizing the point I mentioned earlier. One, on the wholeness and the holiness of ourself, the different faculties in ourselves, and these are divinely created by the divine. Yeah? Secondly, we need to strike the balance. And this balance is not always the same. It's not always called first and then atal, or nafs first and then roh, or the bodily first and then the, the, then the spiritual. No, because we, we, we all move in certain ahwal, in certain uh, stages. In this. Uh, we, we, we move to certain uh, stations in our life. Sometimes we feel high, sometimes we go down, and then we go up again. And then we need to appreciate this, we need to recognize this, and then we need to do all the necessary uh, mitigation, intervention, in order to strike the balance. Establish al-wazan. And don't cause any loss of balance in, in ourselves. 
slide. So I, I look forward to your, your, your response and uh, I will be more than happy to engage with you in a conversation later. With that, I, uh, I say thank you very much. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.